Okay. <clears throat> All right, Dave. Here we go. Dave just revealed to me that he wants to be a better podcaster, which is kind of <laughs> funny because it's a, it's a little fucking late for that, Dave. <laughs> uh, I thought there was always better late than never. What the fuck? Uh, better late than never? Holy shit. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. Recast Blade, did you see that? Well, I mean, they've already done it like three times to Spider-Man, so I mean, Blade once, I think that's a pretty good track record. Yeah, because Blade is so angsty and full of teenage rage that they're just like, we got to keep him in high school. But but quite honestly, I mean, uh, Wesley Snipes, why not just do Wesley Snipes again? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why they replaced Wesley Snipes. I mean, he's an immortal vampire anyway, so it doesn't really... Well, you know, but the, I mean, uh, you got to realize the, the documentary program. You know, have you have you been watching this documentary program on FX? Like Wesley Snipes is in fact a vampire. So then, you know, you just you just keep making movies with him. You know, oh, that's Snipes Pyre. Uh, you know? Snipe Pyre. Uh, uh, but then again, I mean, there's uh, hell. The last movie was well over like close to 15 years ago. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess. So, I mean, hell, they've already rebooted a. Uh, uh, you know, Spider-Man two times and Hellboy once. Yeah, and, but I uh, mean, he's pretty synonymous with Blade. It's kind of like Peter Weller and RoboCop, or uh, which uh, they've already recast that. Michael Keaton and Batman, or they recast uh, that. Uh, uh, um, let's see, William <laughs> Shatner as Captain Kirk. No, they uh, recast that. Yeah, sure. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> got uh, Dolph Lundgren as He-Man. Uh, they're going to recast that. Aha, uh-huh, see, I broke the chain. <laughs> <laughs> see, people who have never heard me on this show are probably like, this guy's a dumb motherfucker. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you don't I'm, realize this is shtick, folks. Yeah, I know. I'm, f- I'm joking. Fucking comedy. <laughs> Although comedy's a dirty word now. Like, actually, the word comedy is probably worse than the F word these days. I, I saw this Unilad video on Facebook, and it was like, uh, um, Mario trying not to offend somebody or something like that was like the tagline or whatever, and then it was like a extremely hard Mario level. Do you remember the castles in Mario, like on Nintendo, where uh-huh. they had the little swinging fireball chains? So the whole video yes. is just like a series of swinging fireball chains. Like you can't even jump to get the the mushroom because there's just too much fire. And it, and it was basically just saying like you, you blink the wrong way and you're gonna offend somebody, you know. Because like we're have like we just live in the time of like incite rage culture, right? Right. Like, oh, your favorite color's blue. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. <laughs> you like blue? That means you're a racist. Then, or we say you like blue? What? You love cops? We don't love cops. Yes, support the blue. Get the behind the blue shield. Blue shield. Or what's this thing like? Cops got doused with a water balloon or something, and they're all pissed off. <laughs> like, I don't know. Did you see this new thing? Like, don't spray uh-huh. water on the police. Water? Why are we afraid they're gonna multiply like gremlins? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like the stupidest. Because if clip... that's the case, then yes, I suggest you do not let know. the cops. It, it's just like the stupidest thing that I saw, as like a clickbait news article. It's like, hey, respect the the police or something. I don't know. 
It's like trending on Twitter right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, like, oh man. I mean, like, didn't? I mean, okay. I don't want to offend either side, but I just want to point out that like 35 years ago, they were spraying people with hydraulic hoses out of a fire truck that could like knock somebody over with the force enough to break their ribs or their arms. Oh yeah. And then while you were lying there, trying to catch your breath from being knocked over by a giant hose, you got bit by a police dog. So, like, let's keep everything in perspective. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, or attend the wrong college, get shot in the face. Well, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry, Mr. Police Officer. You got to hit with some water. Watch, now I'll get pulled over and get a ticket tomorrow. Heard your fucking podcast, kid. You're oh, real fucking man. funny with a $50 microphone. You're real brave sitting there in the middle of the night, you know? Fucking... You're right. This is not a politics show at all. This is not, like, the loudest voice in the room. Have you seen this fucking Showtime show? What's that? Have you seen this? the loudest voice in the room? Mm-mm. Where, uh... Mm, I heard of it. Oh, damn it, Dave. Why are you on your television? Dave's not in the cable TV. He's just not... I haven't had cable. I I have, you know. Well, they, Netflix, this is what Hulu. happens is they make these shows, David, and they're just so good you're willing to pay that $235 a month to see these cable shows. But why can't I just go and buy the season on uh, Voodoo for like 20 bucks? I don't know. I don't know. Do they have Showtime shows on Voodoo? Uh, you can usually buy you can usually purchase them. Oh, like the that. direct episodes. Disclaimer, so what is this show? If what? Dis- disclaimer, if you haven't already figured it out, we're telling a lot of jokes, folks. God, I just feel like they're going to be so sensitive. I don't know. I may have I may have set us off to walk down a series of minefields on this one day. Uh, wow. No, this show is called The Loudest Voice in the Room. It's the Roger Ailes docudrama, you know, about um, I'm the guy who played gladiators and what Russell Crowe. But mm. he was recently at like a press event, and he got really pissed off because they were like a... F- they were, you know, being offensive towards Roger Ailes, and he, like, stormed out of an interview or something. I'm like, oh, he took it personally. <laughs> but even <laughs> though even though the show was based on a, the book of a woman who, you know, contradicts Roger Ailes and who was basically, you know, she she accuses Roger Ailes of, like, ruining her entire life and her career and everything else, and, and there's, like, a sexual harassment situation involved or whatever, but... The show's pretty intense. It like shows like oh. how, I mean, first of all, this is it like it's a weird, it's a difficult show to watch because like you want to hate him because he does some really intense like stuff. Like he like snaps and goes like completely off the rails and does some shit that you're just like, what the fuck is happening? But then other times you're like, wow, he looked at a market. Uh, he was in television for so many years. He looked at a market and just said, oh, there's nothing on the opposite side. It, you know what I mean? Hmm. Like, as far as, like, like just looking at, you could, it, this is going to sound crazy, it's like, to admire a dragon from afar, but not want to get burned up by it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this guy, like, I don't know, if he's half as intelligent as the guy that Russell Crowe is portraying, then there's something admirable about, uh, like, admirable about him, even though, you know, he's going to help launch Fox News, and he's going to build this thing that's like, uh, you know, essentially a propaganda machine, you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. I mean, they all suck. Like, I, I don't, <laughs> like, um, in order for me to get the news, I have to go to, like, ten sources, and then I basically just throw everything up in the air and try to decide what is what is real, you know? 
out of like forced opinion or whatever. But how the fuck did I go from the new blade to talking about Roger Ailes who helped create Fox News? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That's what you get with binge watchers. We talk about right? everything we binge. Oh, uh the new trailer for um uh Jane... Cats looks great. Oh, now. Cats. I wasn't even gonna mention cats. Like <laughs> that is a fucking Nightmare. Train wreck on wheels, like uh, I, they don't look like cats. They don't look like humans. I don't know what they look like. They look terrible, dude. first of all. But um, maybe it's just well, they always say, well, we gotta rush the trailer out. You know, we want to get the advertisements out, so we gotta have these really shitty graphics that we're gonna replace later. But I don't know. They've already ruined the Sonic movie, and that hasn't even come out yet. And they claim they're gonna fix that too. But, well, uh, hey, I'm I'm just glad it looks like a train wreck because when I heard there was a cats movie coming out, I knew I was gonna be dragged to it by the wife. And oh, she saw shit. the trailer and thinks it sucks, so I'm in the clear. Just go drunk, just like get really loaded up, and then like uh, maybe you won't even notice. That's not a bad idea. I did that the other day legally in a movie theater that served beer. I had like two or three. Oh man. And, and watch fucking crawl, and you know what? It was fucking fun. <laughs> Which I told you to watch like ten years ago. No, the new movie in theaters right now, Crawl. The oh, alligator crawl. movie. You're, oh, you're talking about the Gator movie. I thought you said Crawl. K no, no, R crawl. U L L K R U double L. Yeah, but you were watching Crawl the other yeah, day. Yeah, I did watch Crawl a, a few weeks ago, but then I saw Crawl <laughs> in theaters. This What's with weekend? these hard K movies, David? <laughs> the the alligator, uh. Going after people in a crawl space movie. That sounds like yes. a great name for a serial killer movie. Hard K. Hard K? Yeah. The hard, the hard kill. That's it. <laughs> yeah. He's out to kill and he's hard to kill. Hard K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just wish I was producing movies like in the 80s or 90s and just like stamping approval on a bunch of terrible movies. Like I want that to be a series. Like it, And what sucks is like it'd be like the Harvey Weinstein life story. But it'd be great just to be this fat producer behind a desk, and you're just like stamping approval on all these terrible, terrible fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, but here's the, or you know what I would love to see is like um, they seem to have nostalgia fests or like um, I want to see like a docu series on like Roger Corman and the that core group of uh, filmmakers back in the '60s and '70s. Hmm, what do they do? Well, think about it. Like fucking Roger Corman was a. Uh, pioneer like could you imagine making a show out of the fucking oh you mean like, just like his style of producing like make the movie no matter what and i don't give a fuck what happens to the actors like that whole sure attitude. but i just meant like you know how they're making tv series about like uh, uh oh, like um feud like they did that sh that like what show i just feud. said like the show about the people that created fox news yeah but take that format and do something with roger corbett yes yes oh, okay the terrible 60s but it's like Kyle Corman. You know be really great? A behind the scenes movie about Chinatown. That'd be cool. The production of Chinatown. God, I've still never seen that movie. Hmm. I know. I, it's on my list. I actually own a copy of it too. He's smoking the J right here, folks. Eleven minutes in. I can hear it. <laughs> nah. <laughs> He's gonna deny it. Yeah. I know where you live. I know where you work. Big brother is watching you. That's an advertisement for the internet too, <laughs> or internet part two. Oh man, this is a very government show. <laughs> <laughs> I think I how what we are like 
13. I don't know how many minutes in, and we I don't think we've mentioned the movie once. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. It's a summer thrills, summer slash. <laughs> a, a whole summer dude, of slasher movies. Where not no, to get personal, but my, my summer's been scary, dude. I've been bleeding money. Like, I had to replace my washer. Your eyeballs? <laughs> What's that? Technically, your eyeballs. Technically, my eyeballs uh, got to put an insurance claim on a car because we hit a pothole really hard because our neighborhoods Damn. suck and don't fill in potholes. Damn. You know, that shit. Hmm. Well. Hmm. We but. might have some blood. Well, I guess now we're doing pity party. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we might yeah. have some black Excuse. mold in our apartment and uh, the maintenance guy like. <laughs> Knocked a hole in the sheetrock in my in one of the bedrooms, and uh, you know, he's a creepy guy. He tries to come in the house when Diane's like in the shower. Got to fucked up. All um, right, you would. Yeah, yeah, he could be a character in one of these movies. He could definitely be one of the one of the maniacs. It's like <laughs> his mother wouldn't let him take a shower. Now, thirty years later, he's here to kill all the teenagers in the movie. <laughs> you know, like, that's pretty you much know how what? it goes. Oh. Of all the horror movies of the '80s, I don't think I've ever seen one that's like a maintenance worker or the ma- the the super really? <laughs> the superintendent. I feel like lately in the 2000s they've done a lot of those movies, like The Landlord's a Murderer, or the previous occupant of the apartment's a murderer, or somebody secret secretly lives in your apartment and he's gonna kill you. Yeah, and there was that weird psychological thriller that if you liked, uh, what's your name? What's her name? She put. She got a lot of boys through puberty. What's her? What the hell is her name? She was in Basic Instinct. Oh, Kim Basinger. No. No, no, not Kim Basinger. Um, Sharon Stone. Yeah. Is that her name? Sharon Stone. From Basic Instinct. Yeah. 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 Again, she got a lot of young boys through puberty. You know, identified their sexuality early on. <laughs> uh, basically, what I'm saying is, you know, you could masturbate to some of her movies. Is basically. That's basically where I was going. It, if it wasn't clear to you, basically, that's yeah. Are you saying Softcore. go back and watch Sharon Stone? She was Stone. a softcore superstar. She banged one of the bald ones in this movie. I'm thinking of it's called like Sliver or something. Oh, Sliver. But he's the yeah, psychopath. I'm... See, like he works in the apartment building. He's the maintenance guy. He watches people on security films, and then he tries to have a relationship with her. Based on the secrets he learns while watching her on his security cameras. So, huh. there are creepy maintenance man horror films. When did that one come out? 90s? Late 90s? Yeah, early 90s, I think. Give or take. Yeah. Early to mid. So we went from government conspiracies. No, we went from government propaganda to conspiracies to sleazy maintenance guys in horror movies. This is like the episode's covering all the bases right now. As far as I can tell. Uh, we're going to end up on a government list tomorrow. I uh, should. Yeah, I better not tag it like, hey, government conspiracies, hey. <laughs> um, or like, fuck the police, fuck the police, fuck them, which is a song by N.W.A. No, not N.W.A. A uh, song by... Yeah, that's N.W.A. Is it N.W.A.? I thought yeah. it was um, Bone Dogs and Harmony. Uh-huh. I don't know. Somebody give me a little history on hip-hop. We'll figure out who, who did the song. Um. Yep. <laughs> uh. So, we watched this horror film called House on Sorority Row, which got remade actually in the two thousands, but came out back in the eighties. Another 
slasher classic, if you will. Um, yeah. Harley Baxter, somebody or whatever, uh, is going to grow up to be the mom on Parenthood and also the wife on Arachnophobia. She's the only person I recognized in the movie. I think her name is Harley Baxter. Oh, well, you recognize one more person than I did because I did not even notice her. So these girls live in a sorority house. It's the home of a woman that had what what seems to be an abortion that went wrong. That's what you think at first. And then these girls or whatever live in the house, and they're graduating from college, but they want to have one last sorority party, and Mm. they want to hang out there, but then... Every year on the birthday of the son she supposedly lost, like this lady comes, she's the house mother because it's technically her house, which is kind of yeah. weird. So, did she rent her house out to the college or sell her house to the college, but she still lives there? I don't get it. That's, I guess, that was my understanding. Is um, it sounds, I don't know the deal if like um, she rents the house, but then she's the house mother by nature because she lives there, but she's yeah. rent. I, I don't, you know. Anyways, fill in the blanks. I uh, guess. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of technical problems with this movie, though. Like. First of all, the doctor that delivers your baby isn't going to be the same doctor that is uh, giving you a CAT scan on your brain. And also, you can't diagnose mental health conditions by looking at a CAT scan of a of a physical component to your skull right. and the shape of your brain. Like, so the 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 pseudoscience or pseudo medicine in this movie is pretty rampant, and they don't give you enough nudity to distract you from it. I, I literally spent like 35 minutes in the movie trying to figure out how they want expect you to buy all the medical bullshit in the movie. Well, this is um, well, in all fairness, seeing that this took place, that part of the movie took place in like the 40s or 50s. Eh, I mean, that doesn't surprise me too much. They would have just said she had a hysteria and called it a day. <laughs> yeah, but then later on, you find out the doctor had some kind of special operation to like ensure that your child would be b- born a certain way. Like I like I'm what like what are you talking about like like you're trying yeah. to guarantee a healthy birth or something I don't, I, don't, I don't get it so we had some operation and then like um the girls of the sorority house try to prank the house mother um it upsets her then I mean she has this cane that has a raven on it or a bird or whatever and because the first mm. couple murders take place with the cane you think oh she's she's whacking off the girls at the uh at the house there, and mm-hmm. they they think they've killed her because they were playing around with a gun during the prank or whatever, but then, like, one by one, they start dropping, like, flies, and the doctor uses the main character as bait, and there's, you keep referencing this stupid little jack-in-the-box who is, like, a jester. Wow, yeah. Yeah, and there's no setup for that either because, like, okay, so the son is alive, but he's a fucking mutant, but he also loves jesters for some reason and likes to dress <laughs> up like the jester and the jack-in-the-box. And there's no there's no setup for that because it's like it didn't show the mom playing with a mongoloid child or a mutant child or some kind of child with a birth defect. Sorry, folks. Like it seems like movies in the '80s really fucking hated people with handicaps because every handicapped person in the '80s turned out to be like a notorious murderer in all of these movies. I, I don't know if you noticed this is a pattern, but anybody that's right. different, everybody, literally anybody that's different in these movies is a murderer like so some like an albino oh you're the murderer uh you're colorblind you're the murderer like you hate artists you don't want painters to live because they can see color and you can't so you're gonna go kill everybody that likes to paint <laughs> you know what i mean like that could be a 1980s slasher plot 
Well, that I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, that was also a problem with a lot of 80s movies in that um, there's a lot of gay serial killers and shit. Like, again, because it follows that same trope. Like, oh, there's something wrong with you, so you're the killer. So, like, um, so, so, okay. So everybody between the 50s and the 80s were afraid of all these things. So if you look at horror movies, like, they exploit what people are actually afraid of in real life. So difficult things in society, difficult concepts for people in, in our society to deal with and wrestle with are wrapped up in the personalities of the characters and the killers in these movies. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it's hard to revisit them, honestly, because the world has changed drastically. It, it, it is kind of weird. If I didn't grow up already watching it, I'm, some of these... Well, and then some of them, I mean, they're not equal in quality. I mean, um, yeah. you know, it, not not everyone is the same. This one... This is a really it, slow-moving movie. This one, I, I mean, I'm glad I'm discussing this with you because I watched this on Friday, mm-hmm. and I had to reach watch part of it on Sunday, and today is Tuesday, and I – so that means I've watched it like one and a half times, and I still forget parts of this movie. It does not fucking stick with me because it so jumps everywhere. The best part <laughs> of this movie is when the doctor drugs her, and she's having like a psychedelic trip out, and she right. sees all the dead girls and the dead house mother. Like that part elevated the movie for me for some reason. It's probably the cinematography because it got weird. Right, but there, but there is things in this movie I really like, though. Um, like, uh, but not not necessarily the kills or anything. I mean, just this is one of those movies that like drips with like eighties. Just it, you can't get more eighties than this type of movie. Well, like, I the, mean, the band in the movie is great. Like, I fucking yeah. loved the band in this movie. They're they're energetic. Like the lead, I don't know. It's it's what you expect. Um, but. That's what you gotta love about these '80s murder movies is like the party's completely oblivious to the murders that are happening all around them. <laughs> like, right. that, again, uh, uh, you know it's a stretch, uh, but again, but, like I don't know. Now check this out too. Like I took some notes, uh, although I think I only took them about halfway through or up until they kill the kill Mrs. Slater or whatever. Hmm. Um, but like all I could think is like, uh, you know, I'm 29, so I'm a little older than college age now. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I will say it makes me feel old because I'm watching him like, fuck these kids. Like uh, this is the time. This is a movie where I finally stuck up for the older person because I'm like, well, fuck those kids. They're in the wrong here. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, kids. Wait, why? Why you got? Why did you get mad at the kids? Well, like, they're not they're really. Number... They're not honestly kids. They're like young. They're well, they're adults. because they're supposed to be college age, but they're yeah. you know, they're like in their late twenties. <laughs> um. Well, first of all, like they're bitchy at Mrs. Slater. Like, yeah, Mrs. Slater's a bit much, but like the contract was for the girls, they have to leave by a certain date. Oh. Well, they said they put their foot down and said, "No, we're fuck you. We're having our party." Then they fuck with the Mrs. Slater and like kill her. Like they well, I mean, not for a... nothing. If she said that her son was going to come down from the attic in a rage, dress up like a clown, and murder all of them, they might have left for, for the weekend. Why go through the hassle of being chased around by a, a murderous clown? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I mean, I just – this was one of those movies that, like, they did a good job of making me want the girls to get what they deserve because they were all assholes, especially mm-hmm. fucking Vicky. Mm-hmm. Vicky was a bitch. <laughs> the probably, She's probably a bitch in the remake too. Oh, yeah. I, I, I almost thought of watching it, but then I thought, no, nah, I'd save my 90 minutes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, to see which way they took the remake. I didn't care enough about the original to want to see it. Uh, look, I'm not really having fun with this uh, summer slash, and I don't know if our audience is either. I, I like these slasher movies are not really making me feel that great, and uh, 
I, I, dude, I don't know. Like, maybe my, uh, like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we say. should sneak in a Porky's or not a Porky's, <laughs> but like a, like a meatballs or something yeah. like no, summer we're camp. We're committed to this list now. <laughs> you know, I think I, I think the problem is, is like we. This is the nature of uh, of randomness, which is we randomly put together this list and mm. we're sticking to the order, sure. but we didn't we didn't order it in base in terms of quality. So maybe we'll finally strike a good one here somewhere. I don't know. What's next? Do you have any idea? I haven't. Uh, I, I, th- I, I think the next one we have is one that I've actually seen, and I. <laughs> if you hadn't told think... me like two days ago this was the one we had to watch, I wouldn't have known. And I probably... okay, never. Okay, never mind. The next one we have up is called Hell Knight, so I have not seen this one, and I actually don't know anything about. How the hell did we about... get on the Hell Knight? I don't know. I'm going by the list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was given. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hell okay. Knight. So and next then, week, and then Hell... and then we're going on to pieces after that, right? This is the one I've seen and I didn't care for, but I'm gonna rewatch it and see if I change my mind. Hmm. Was it weird but you that said I you liked it, Sharon so that'll Stone be a, that'll be an interesting conversation. Do you think it got a I little weird? I do know weird? it starts off with a uh, oh. awesome beginning. Yeah, I think it got weird because I talked about Sharon Stone softcore movies. She did softcore. That's what I call all of her movies, pretty much. Oh. <laughs> you were like legitimately oh. asking, uh, no. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Maybe she made something in like 1984 that I didn't know about. No, I don't know. Uh, I'm basically just talking about the genre. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's called exploitation for a reason. Things uh, get uh. dirty. Don't watch them unless you want your eyes. I don't know to cry. To bleed? I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not even going to do binge now, binge later, binge whatever, because uh, I guess we'll do that towards later on in the list, but I mean, or, yeah, you, I or, or we get, I mean, do we rank them against the ones we've already seen? Is that what we're supposed to do? I, don't I, I think, you know, yeah, we can do that. So we've seen, this is number four. So, so, so far the movies we've seen They're I'm all still forgettable. Say- <laughs> Well, I, I kind of stick up for the Prowler of the four we've seen. I think the Prowler... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, the Prowler is the is leading the pack. That's, yeah. Uh, and then I would say this one is a soft number two. Hmm. And then Terror Train and then Burning at number four, at the bottom. Wow. Okay. But that's like a very soft, like I can interchange Terror Train and ha- Sorority Row easily. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another screaming slasher film on Summer Slash 2019. <laughs> Stay tuned. Actually, get ready for Rocco's Modern Life, because it's coming to Netflix, motherfuckers! Oh, yeah, I can't wait for that shit. 